the highly agreeable, desirable, yet underprivileged woman will always be in danger. We love to talk about pretty privilege or just female privilege, but both being female and a beautiful female can be a liability in low resource environments. With men having nothing to compensate you for everything that they drain you of, you are poised to be exploited. So it's time to develop your inner disagreeableness. No matter where you are in the social class strata, an effectively disagreeable woman is a woman who gets paid in whatever system she lives in. You need to be comfortable with saying no and taking yourself out of situations that don't benefit you. Hey bestie, welcome to the Spoiled Girly Support Group Podcast where we talk about how to get that bag while also securing your own bag. I'm your host Elle and let's get into it. On today's episode, we are talking about the lady who posted a video about having four kids under four while being homeless and living in a motel. I've debated showing the video but she showed her kids a lot in that video and I just don't think that it's fair to immortalize those kids faces in this video or any video. If you don't know what I'm talking about go on TikTok and look up four kids under four but let me give you a summary. The lady is in the video she talks about having four kids under four and she's really making the best out of the situation and as usual whenever we react to videos in the spoiled girly support group, it is not coming from a place of shaming. Even though that's the vibe in a lot of reaction videos, that's not the vibe here, okay? This is not a shaming vibe. You know what? Life happens. You never know what's going to happen to you. In the one minute video that she posted, they seemed well-fed, well-regulated, which is a lot to say for children at that age. Just wanted to say that this is not to shame the woman in the video or any woman who is in a similar situation. That's not what we're here for, okay? This is the spoiled girly support group, okay? It's a support group. We're supporting each other. Like I said, this video is not about shaming four kids under four lady. This is purely education for us spoiled girlies, okay? And one thing that I've noticed in online discourse is everyone has a lot of feelings, obviously, but there's this vibe that we can't talk about things without shaming the people in question. Two things can be true at the same time, that we're talking about how to not have that situation for ourselves, but at the same time, not shaming that person who already has that situation. I feel like there's room for all perspectives. And one of the cornerstones of the Spoiled Girly Support Group is don't get mad, get paid, or don't get sad, get paid. I mean, you're allowed to feel both mad and sad, but those emotions shouldn't get in the way of you getting paid. And remember when I tell you that social media is outlier content. So for kids under four lady, her situation is not normal. We don't see it all day, every day. So that's why it went viral is because it is unique. And it did provide a platform for people to discuss the morality of having children while in poverty and other women's issues such as motherhood, single motherhood, having children with dusty men, having children, period, and the risks associated with all of that. But conversations about women and women's choices with what they do with their lives, it will be incomplete without shame culture. Shame culture has been a part of the human experience for as long as we have been forming societies. We all think that cancel culture is like the new thing, but it's always been like this. The Salem witch trials, that was cancel culture. Like they literally canceled these women out of existence. Like for as long as we have society, we will always have shame culture in some form. And 
that's just how it is, okay? And it is up to us as individuals to not participate in it. So whenever we talk about single motherhood or motherhood while in poverty, there's always like a shame culture aspect to it. Like, where's the father? Where's the baby daddy? As if it was the woman's fault that she's in this situation 100%. And there is a self-agency component in there, like you are the other half of the equation, but there's also things that are just completely out of your control. And shaming women who are already in that situation, it's not really fruitful. But at the same time, we can use other women's experiences as learning experiences. Because you know the fastest way to improve yourself and to avoid derailing your own life is learning from others. Like if you get good at learning from other people's mistakes, you will just learn at a much faster speed than everybody else because you don't do the trial error yourself. You're letting other people do your trial and error for you and then you just observe their results. So I think that as a collective, especially as women, when we talk about these issues, we need to get away from the shame perspective and get more into the education perspective because you can't undo children. They're already here. Like what now? And that's why like I get so impatient with a lot of the discourse about everything about womanhood. We know that it is very, very risky to get married, have children, and give up your own employment without qualifications, without education backing you up, just in case things go wrong. What now? Like, if you're already in that situation, what now? Like, what use does it do telling women that they made bad decisions? Like, they know, okay? They wake up every day, they gotta look at their bad decisions. I'm just over it. Like the shame culture, I know there is a purpose for it in society and we have always had shame culture since time memorial or is it time immemorial? Whatever. It's time to move past it, okay? Like is that asking too much for people to evolve past that? For people to transcend that? I don't know. The thing is we'll always live with shame culture, but we need to get past that and get into the education culture because I'm tired of getting mad and sad and I'm excited for all of us to get paid. One of the most talked about points when talking about the four kids under four lady who is experiencing homelessness and is a single mother, one of the most common commentary surrounding the four kids under four lady is this sentiment that poor people have no business making babies. And one observation that people have been making is that it's always the people who grew up well off that disagree with that. And the people who did grow up in poverty or in less than desirable situations agree with that because they were the children born in poverty. It's also okay to have conflicting opinions about it, especially if you've been through poverty or financial insecurity at some point in your life, especially as a child when you couldn't have done anything against it, like you couldn't even work, like you're so helpless. And having ill-equipped parents who first of all parentified you and made that your problem when you were little or just having no power to fix anything or going through food insecurity as a child, when you grow up to be an adult, a hundred percent for sure you're gonna agree with the statement that poor people have no business making babies because you were the product of poor people making babies and we're not even touching on the privilege of access to birth control or the access to education to think about these things like your parents possibly just didn't have enough education and resources to not have you in the first place it's a whole deal and that's not really the point of this video we're gonna get to the point in a little bit okay and it has a lot to do with what we can do to make this situation better and to prevent this situation from happening to us. 
Okay, so stay tuned. The supposed glamorization of single motherhood on social media and how it has made young women to believe that single motherhood is something to aspire to and something that is easy and that the choice of having children is an afterthought, especially in a day and age when a lot of us have control over our own fertility, especially when it's celebrities doing the influencing about how single motherhood is great, being divorced is great, like all these things. But one thing we need to keep in mind is that you cannot copy a celebrity belief, a celebrity lifestyle without the celebrity money to back it up. And this concept is best exemplified in this term called luxury beliefs. Rob Henderson coined this term luxury beliefs. It's basically the beliefs of the upper classes that are beneficial for them and confers a lot of status on them when they trickle down to the lower classes because the upper classes usually set the standards and the beliefs for lower classes to emulate the visible upper classes, which is usually celebrities. When the lower classes emulate these beliefs and these lifestyles, they harm the lower classes because they did not have the upper class money to protect them from the dangers of these beliefs. And we see a bigger rise of these luxury beliefs due to the rise of luxury consumer goods. When you can get the same exact bag, shoes, wardrobe as your favorite celebrity, all these upper class people, they want to differentiate themselves from the lower classes at all times, okay? At all times, they always want to be different. So with lower classes being able to buy exactly what the upper classes have, the upper classes have to differentiate themselves and they do that nowadays with luxury beliefs. For example, single motherhood is great. That is a luxury belief that upper class people, especially upper class women, can adopt and live by because they have upper class money to back it up. They have the privilege of hiring extra help. They don't have to worry about homelessness. So that's a luxury belief that upper class women adopt and then they preach it to the lower classes. Does that remind us of anyone right now? Telling young women that it's great to be divorced before 30, it's great to be this, it's great to be that. Like I understand it's cope on her part because things didn't turn out the way she wanted to, but for lower class women to adopt that same mindset that it's great to be divorced, it's great to be a single mom when you don't have to be. For lower class women who don't have upper class money to back it up to protect themselves from the harms of doing that, it is an effective luxury belief because only the upper classes can adopt it and live by it and not be harmed by it. So we're gonna talk about luxury beliefs in a different class. Long story short, single motherhood is a luxury belief that a lot of women cannot afford. Back to the topic of four kids under four lady. One of the issues that I think is worth talking about is the sentiment that it can happen to anybody. Life is so unpredictable. Like it's predictable to a point, but it can be so unpredictable and we can't really judge people for the things that happen to them. But what we can do is learn from them and live our own lives. Because like I said, shame culture is inevitable. People are still gonna shame these people. But you, as a spoiled girly who wants to spread light, positivity, and joy into the world, it doesn't serve you. Not to be like self-centered, but being shamey in that way towards women who are in situations that were maybe half in their control and half out of their control. It just doesn't serve you. Like it makes you mad instead of getting you paid. So it's just not helpful to stay in the shamey energy instead of in the learning energy. Like I said, things are outliers online and also opinions about outlier things online are outlier opinions themselves. Two things can be true at once. You don't regret your children, but you also wish that you had them later on. Women are complex. 
we can feel more than one emotion at the same time okay like two things can be true at once with that being said motherhood is a big responsibility and motherhood is power you literally get to choose who gets to become a father who gets to be born into this world like you get to choose and that is such a great power to have and only us women have that power but with that power comes the responsibility and i always tell you you're the prize you are the source your creation you are the gatekeeper of humanity gatekeeper okay you're literally the bouncer to the club of the next generation so you need to do your job we wouldn't be doing our job very well if we allowed just about anyone to reseed the earth and that's a huge responsibility that we have and for a lot of women watching this you do have the choice we get to choose and with that choice comes responsibility and one thing about that responsibility is when you become a mother, it's no longer about you alone. You are now thinking for another human being who will eventually, inevitably, grow into a fully independent human being on their own. And that's pressure, knowing that whatever you do to this child, especially in their formative years, when they're infants, toddlers, children, they're gonna carry that on for the rest of their lives. And they will be part of the next generation that you birthed into this world. Like that is a lot of pressure. And I think we all need to recognize the gravity of that pressure. It is daunting. Because now you have to take that child's humanity in context as well. Your children will inevitably grow to be adults. Adults who have to process whatever happened in their childhoods. Adults who have their own feelings about their own childhoods. And a lot of the time, poverty is associated with a lot of negative experiences in childhood. That will carry on with those children who are now growing to be adults. That will carry on with them for the rest of their lives. And maybe even their next generation and their next generation. And that's what we call generational poverty. This is not a call to only have children when you are rich or that only rich people are allowed to have children. Although in many places now, especially in the big cities where living costs are so high, children have now become luxury status symbols. So maybe we'll talk about that in the next class. Back to the topic. This is not to say that only rich people are allowed to have children. Like, be for real. Okay, resource levels exist across a spectrum and you personally know when you can afford your own living expenses and you know if you can afford another person to be part of your household and pay for their living expenses, okay? So it's up to you and it all comes down to realizing the gravity, the pressure of being the gatekeeper of the next generation. So let me tell you about my one observation about four kids under four lady and why we're talking about this. Like all that was the intro. This is the nitty gritty of the video, okay? She seemed very calm and at peace. Like she seemed like a very nice person and even her children are well-regulated, just calm from the one to two minute videos that she posts on TikTok. And like, okay, you cannot tell a child to be like, hey, be well-regulated for like two minutes, you know? So I really commend her for that. And that brings me to this observation that I have of her is that she seemed very agreeable highly agreeable. We discussed agreeableness and disagreeableness in a past class, so if you missed that, check it out. So when talking about four kids under four lady, it's important to note that I have experience with women like her in my personal life like very, very closely. So I'm not preaching from an ivory tower on things I know nothing about. They're very nice agreeable and one of their biggest faults in life which they had no control about is being born in underprivileged circumstances with people who want to take advantage of them and also one of their faults is that they are highly highly agreeable if you're a woman especially 
a beautiful, desirable woman and highly agreeable without male protection, without education and qualification, it is not a fun existence. Because you are sought after for being a woman, period, and more so as a beautiful, desirable woman, and because you don't have the education and qualifications to provide for yourself, to get out of your circumstances, men will push you around and exert their desires on you. And as a highly agreeable woman, you go with the flow. You will have as many babies as this below bare minimum effort man wants you to have. You will make your whole world revolve around him. You will allow this man to drain you of your essence. And when he's done, he will jump to another highly agreeable woman. And the cycle continues. The highly agreeable, desirable, yet underprivileged woman will always be in danger. We love to talk about pretty privilege or just female privilege, but both being female and a beautiful female can be a liability in low resource environments. With men having nothing to compensate you for everything that they drain you of, you are poised to be exploited. So it's time to develop your inner disagreeableness. No matter matter where you are in the social class strata, an effectively disagreeable woman is a woman who gets paid in whatever system she lives in. You need to be comfortable with saying no and taking yourself out of situations that don't benefit you. And the thing is, in a lot of situations, male protection is crucial so that you are protected. So really lean into whatever male protection you have in your real life in the form of family members or give up the sense that you have male protection because as a woman, it is sad, but it is true that male protection is protective for women. Even the illusion of male presence. Because somehow men only respect other men. This is also why I push for the spoiled girlies to be educated. You don't have to go to grad school. You don't have to do formal education. Have something, okay? Have some sort of marketable skill. Because you want to afford yourself the better opportunities and outcomes that come with education. And I know... A lot of the people tell you, you don't need to be educated. Just be hot, just be pretty. But you can be both, okay? And here's the thing, a natural consequence of women pursuing education, especially higher education, is postponing motherhood. Over the past three decades, birth rates have declined for women in their 20s and jumped for women in their late 30s and early 40s. Decisions by college-educated women to invest in their education and careers so they could be better off financially when they had children, as well as the desire by working-class women to wait until they were more financially secure, have contributed to the shift towards older motherhood. Long story short, women have been using the rights and the privilege that we have gained over the years to pursue education for ourselves and postpone motherhood so that for kids under four lady, her situation is no longer normal for us. Like I said, that's why her video went viral is because it is not normal. So I guess that's the silver lining here is that as we progress in waking up to the ways that we are being disadvantaged and to the ways that we are disadvantaging ourselves, that four kids under four ladies situation, they're going to be less common. That's all I have for you today. I just wanted to let you know that we can have conversations about our own issues as women without coming from a shame perspective and instead coming into it from an education perspective. The true shame is if we ignore all these lessons and messages from the women who have come before us and refuse to learn from them and perpetuate the negative outcomes for ourselves and our next generation. That's the true shame. Remember, we are the gatekeepers of humanity, and we need to start acting like it by being effectively disagreeable. Now get that bag, bestie.